Welcome listeners to Since 1933. Uh, today we have with us Aditya Baser. Uh, he has graduated from Columbia University in MS in Operations Research and is an ICT alumni 2019 Batch of Chemical Engineering graduate. Hi Aditya, it's so great to have you on board with us today. Hello, it's really nice to be here. Uh, can you uh, can you tell us a little about your program at Columbia in detail? So I went on to do my master's in operations research uh, from uh, the industrial engineering and operations research department. And uh, I had done my undergrad in chemical engineering. So uh, the operations research course is an interdisciplinary course. And I had batchmates from all kinds of undergrad courses and majors. And uh, one of the main highlights of the operations research course is uh, them teaching us uh, various techniques on optimization, uh, supply chain. Uh, there are two parts of uh, the courses that we can uh, choose in operations research. One goes to a traditional approach to operations research that usually goes into supply chain and logistics. And the other goes into a much a newer field, which is uh, data science and machine learning that has a very strong foundation for op optimization and linear programming uh, and finding objectives and constraints itself. Uh, so I was focused more on uh, the data science aspect of it. And that is what I focused on. Uh, one of the things that I really liked uh, was coding. So I decided that probably it would be a good shift for me from chemical engineering to operations research. Uh, if I focus on to the data science part of it, combining the coding as well as the optimization interests that I had. Uh, so this was, uh, you know, something uh, related to my course. Uh, and with respect to the university, Columbia is one of the uh, best in uh, the US for data science. And they have a whole culture of promoting uh, AI and ML and you would find a lot of people, even in core engineering fields, uh, you know, kind of going into data science and taking those courses uh, because of the whole culture that's, you know, built around it uh, at Columbia. So a lot of people are actually, you know, encouraged to take all of these courses because of the, the opportunities that are available. Uh, Columbia being in uh, uh, New York itself, there are a lot of companies that usually you know, find it really easy to come to our college and kind of recruit and all of this. It being the financial capital of the world, it, you know, there's a lot of companies that kind of want, you know, people from Colombia to kind of come and work for them. So uh, the whole culture kind of like revolves around finance and data science, which are courses that you can take while you're doing, you know, your, your, your course in operations research. I mean, uh, that, that, that sounds absolutely perfect with the bridging of the opportunities in the city and the resources that you're that Columbia provides you and utilizing both of them to uh, uh, I think it's a very interesting shift from chemical engineering to data science uh, and an interesting combination of the two fields uh, will really uh, I mean it seems like a very unique option which is not a lot of people taking up and going ahead with it so I think it's going to inspire a lot of uh, uh, aspirants to try out something new as well um, so, uh, I mean, we did talk about your university. Uh, what are the kind of courses that are there in your program? Uh, if you could name a few uh, just for reference. Sure. Uh, 
Uh, so my course, uh, operations research, uh, had four core courses, uh, and some of it were probability and statistics. There is optimization models, stochastic modeling, simulation. Uh, so all of that has to uh, do with you know learning the foundations of statistics, learning the foundations of uh, optimization, and how can you kind of you know using that build something onto it. So we had ten courses in uh. Uh, in total so the six courses that are remaining you can take it from any department that you want all six courses are electives and based on your uh based on your uh, preferences uh you can go and uh you know you can choose any course from any department whatsoever so that becomes your concentration so i was uh, more involved into data science so i took courses from the data science institute and computer science department uh, so that i could learn more about machine learning and how i could Kind of build onto my base foundation of the core courses itself. Uh, Columbia also uh, promotes, uh, you know, consulting. And if you want to be a program manager, you can take courses from the business school uh, over here at Columbia. And then, uh, if you want to go into financial engineering and become a quant, then you can take courses from the financial engineering department or finance in general uh, to just get an idea, just to gauge. Uh, you know what exactly and where you can go, and one of the best parts about any master's university here in the U.S. is that they give you a fourteen-day period uh, where you can go and sit in any class uh, that you want, so so as to just you know see if you liking that class or not. So it's basically up to the professor to make you sit in his class. If he doesn't get like the amount of people in his class interested, you know, to kind of uptake his class. Then you know basically the cl the class is cancelled. So uh, it's the like the two the first two weeks are on the professor to kind of uh, you know entice you into like getting into uh, that particular class, and that also gives you a very uh, you know like a good sense that you actually do want to uh, you know go over here and you actually you know not just stuck in a course for the rest of the semester uh, just because you know you thought that it would be cool but it wasn't at the end of the day. Correct. I think uh, we are not used to that kind of a flexibility. So it's a, it's it's something entirely different from the Indian Indian education system, wherein we get to have the I think the drop and add period is what uh, the fourteen day period is referred to as, if I'm not wrong. Uh, that's right. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That that sounds really uh, I mean really accommodating for all of our choices. Uh, uh, one question which I wanted to uh, wanted you to address for our listeners is the concept of a uh, non-thesis master's program or a professional's master's program. Uh, so could you just throw some light on how what is the duration of the program? And I mean, you did this, you did already mention a lot about the course in detail, but what are the other aspects associated with a profession professional's master's degree, which is very different from a thesis master's degree? Right. So a professional master's degree or a non-thesis master's degree uh, would not have research associated with it. A university or students who are taking that uh, would generally be prepared for the industry and not for uh, the research community. So uh, you would uh, be doing an internship in the summer if you're in the fall semester or either after completing your two semesters here in the U.S., and uh, those internships are gotten either from the universities or through your own networking. Uh, so one of the questions that I, you know, would want any master student to focus on would be to choose any course would be 
what exactly do you see yourself doing after you complete your masters because if you clear on that choosing your masters course or choosing whether you want to go to a non thesis or a thesis program becomes really easy if uh, you want to go to a research kind of field after you complete your masters probably having some research experience and working with your guide really makes sense but if you want to go and you know just write at that point of time contribute and go to the industry then probably you know you getting prepared for that through the course as well as like the whole a uh, culture is something i think uh, would be very beneficial so an internship you know really makes it easy for you to like have this uh, you know this step towards uh, having a full time job at the end of your masters correct i mean uh, the the program aligns with the objectives of directly entering the industry and uh, working uh, after the masters program uh, so uh, i mean we've we've all really looked at columbia university always as one of our dream colleges and all of us would have would want to be there so can you describe your day like just a normal day at at the campus uh, at columbia university definitely so i used to live very close to the university itself and i used to live with fellow people from columbia uh and the reason why you should live very close to university is because i still end up spending all of my day at columbia itself uh one of the best features i guess from all masters universities here in the us is that uh they've made very like public places in the university itself where people can hang out people can collaborate or if they want a quiet place to sit and study they can do that as well so i used to generally have lectures Uh, very like it wasn't like in the Indian universities where you kind of have lectures from say eight to two o'clock, you know, continuously, and then you can you know like you're free to do whatever that you want. Over here, you generally have like scattered lectures throughout the day, uh, at at different uh classes, different places uh at at the university, and in the middle they give you a lot of uh homework and self study to do. So you can take that and you can go to any of the libraries. Uh, so here the library culture is very different so over here you also have you have different kinds of libraries you would have a collaborative space where you can uh, sit eat food drink and uh, talk to a lot of uh, of your uh, peers at columbia and collaborate and you know like probably participate in a project or do your homework together uh, if there is if you feel like you know you want to study on something if you want to revise on something you can and want to like a quiet place you can go over there itself Uh, so in the middle, I used to you know kind of choose, and uh, I used to probably hang out in the uh, business school library itself because that was like the collaborative one. And a lot of people used to just be you know hanging out over there. And you, there's a lot of focus on self study in the master's universities over here in the US. So you would generally be doing your homework or like just you know doing a project in the middle of your lectures, uh, in between two lectures, and uh, at the end you know like you. probably i i used to go to the university at like 9 am in the morning and used to only come back at like 9 am 9 pm uh, at night so like you know for like 12 hours uh, you just at uh, the university itself oh, wow i mean uh, it it sounds really exciting and especially the concept of different libraries uh, i don't think we've heard about that before uh but uh, i mean being there in that space will be very interesting um 
one of the points that i wanted to ask you was regarding your uh, financial management because since mm-hmm. all of us will be stepping out of our homes for the first time into a different country how did you go about it and any specific method that you adopted no definitely so uh, being in new york and being at columbia university the fees is definitely a bit higher than any other university uh, so you know just to kind of pay the uh, fees a lot of students like take up the loan aspect uh, so i uh, i ended up uh, paying it for myself but i definitely did look uh, look at like the loan aspect as well just to see what the uh, you know like the uh, structure is uh, so it generally uh, with respect to daily uh, uh, daily cost while at the university uh, the rent is typically uh, around $1200 to $1500 which you know is pretty high as compared to say UIUC which would only which would have like a $300 rent uh for your room uh so being in the city it's definitely a bit expensive and the food costs are also you know on the higher side as compared to other universities uh but one of like the major major uh advantages is that you get to live here in the city and you get to have several more opportunities and things to do as compared to you being living you know somewhere else where it's a university town and the university is the only uh, you know like focus of the whole entire uh, group and with respect to monthly budget i uh, kind of used to have like around $2000 per month uh, you know like of my spending uh, where i used to have like 1200 to rent and 800 to around food costs uh, but one thing that you know certainly helps are uh, the uh, on campus jobs so you can take up on campus jobs in uh, columbia university and uh, what i worked as was a student athlete tutor so as columbia university is an ivy league uh, it's a lot of focus on sports and a lot of undergrads are actually athletes that compete in various competitions uh, so columbia had a program where uh, just so that they could focus more on their academics as well they used to pair each uh, athlete or multiple athletes to a single master students who used to help them with their courses itself and in return the master student used to get uh, some money so i used to get around $40 per hour uh, to teach uh, you know the students something to do with say calculus introduction to python i used to also end up teaching chemistry because i had a chemical engineering background so i was uh, you know teaching uh, them like basic chemistry that you know we kind of like learned in the in our first year and in our 12th grade uh so that you know was one of the parts you can also uh, with respect to on campus jobs uh, work at libraries uh, at as a you know like the reception at like various uh, uh food courts are affiliated with columbia uh, or your university and you know that that's you know kind of covers your food costs with respect to financial management uh and so you know like rent is something that you know like you kind of have to pay uh, yourself either through a loan or uh you know through your parents but yeah. food costs are generally kind of uh you know covered for to your on campus jobs that's interesting i mean and uh, uh, i can just try to imagine the difficulty in the time management that uh you must be i mean you must have gone through with your assignments courses along with on campus jobs uh uh and uh, but then 
the entire experience i think is very enriching with us trying to work and then trying to balance our finances on our own uh, independently so uh, it sounds uh, really different from the kind of environment that we've been in here in india for sure definitely yeah yeah uh now so one of the uh, one of the other exciting thing that i wanted to ask you about are the clubs at columbia so mm-hmm. what were the clubs that you were a part of and how is the entire environment like definitely so uh, there are several clubs in columbia and you would find probably a club for each and everything that you're interested in over here and one of the things that uh, you know like how clubs are recruiting is either through an uh, online application that's fine as well but also there's a fair uh, that they set up uh, here in the university itself where each particular club will have a stall and you can like just go around and you can check out you know what their space is what they exactly do and they have like you know goodies to kind of like entice people to come join their clubs so it's just you know very similar to say a career fair uh, you know you, where you will have multiple employers kind of kind of wanting to tell you about their companies and uh, based on that you know you can kind of uh, join any of the clubs so i was very interested in badminton as a kid as well so i was a part of the badminton club and i also wanted to take up consulting because that was very new for me and i wanted to try it out you know to see if i'm interested in that or not so i was in the consulting club as well uh, apart from that you know you would also have like these uh, asian uh, clubs and uh, indian club where you know you can uh, go participate and you know be a part of organizing a lot of events uh, we used to uh, you know have uh, like diwali parties and holi parties uh, with respect to an indian uh, you know uh, clubs and indian culture a uh, point of view and you can uh, you know kind of participate uh, in that as well uh, so i would say that you know like if you're interested in a particular uh, sport it becomes really easy or it if you interested in let's say like entrepreneurship or a particular thing if you want to just try it out it's it becomes really uh, you know like easy for any person to kind of you know join a club and test it out themselves uh, over here uh, with respect to time management uh, you know like it does you know become a bit difficult afterwards when you're like courses are going on uh, to kind of you know actively be, be a part of it but you know that's what columbia teaches you or any university here in uh, as a master student would teach you is time management and kind of how you can be constantly busy but also get things done so yeah so that's you know one of it understood and i mean uh, with the variety of uh, options that are available with respect to the clubs that you mentioned i think uh, we can i mean obviously get into things we've already done before and enjoy our time as well as explore a lot of new things uh, like you mentioned mm-hmm. that you try to explore consulting that that sounds really interesting like a consulting club at your own university um, that's right yeah uh, so uh, i think one of the things that i want to ask you about is now what are your future plans after this incredible experience at columbia uh, where do you go ahead after this right So with respect to my future plans uh while at Columbia itself uh, one of the things that I learned was uh networking uh, so that is like a big part of uh, me getting a job so currently I'm working as a data scientist uh, at an insurance firm here in New York itself uh so that's something that you know I always kind of like looked uh at and like you know aspired to be uh and uh so that's 
uh, you know, something that I'm, you know, been doing for the like past six months uh, in the city. And uh, so apart from that, you know, one of my, fu- one of my future plans is also to like start up something uh, of my own uh, in the data science space or either, you know, just like using the knowledge that I've gained uh, through my master's program to, you know, come up with an idea and build on it and like make up a product. Uh, but with respect to getting a job or any of the future plans for any master's students, uh, you can, you know, most of the students either go for a job and uh, over here, the culture for getting a job is very different as compared to the ones that you'd find in India, where you would have on-campus placements, mostly in India, where people and employers would come and kind of hire you. So you don't have to kind of go elsewhere to kind of find a job. But over here in the US, there's a lot of focus on in, uh, on uh, networking and you kind of building your whole profile and building your whole uh, network so that you could, you know, get referrals and then can turn that into an interview. So uh, I used I used to use uh, LinkedIn a lot and used to connect with a lot of people from different companies and get, try to just understand as to what their work is and what exactly, uh, you know, like, do I need to uh, what steps do I need to take in order to, you know, kind of land an internship? So I used to kind of speak to them. And once I built a relationship, I used to go on and ask for a referral or, you know, like just ask them if there's like any openings in their uh, companies that I can apply for. And through that aspect, I kind of connected to over a span of one and a half years, which was my course duration. I almost connected to around 3,000 people on LinkedIn and spoke to more than three 300 to 400 people uh through that and you know like uh just built my whole network and understood the industry in general uh you know like to plan for my future plans and to plan for a job that i wanted to take as a data scientist oh that uh, connecting with over three thousand people that's that's a big number and i think uh uh, you, you've really explained the networking aspect of the entire program uh, uh, to its true sense because it seems like an integral part of the entire process wherein we mm-hmm. are the ones looking out for the jobs and uh, not really the campus placement uh, kind of concept. Right. So I just uh, wanted to add with respect to uh, the, my day uh, in uh, you know Colombia. There's yeah. a lot, of, like a major chunk of my day also used to uh, go into uh, you know like kind of networking attending a lot of events either atten- uh, either organized by columbia or uh, through uh, you know like sub separate uh, websites and applications and just meeting a lot of new people applying for jobs online uh, and you know just making your whole profile all together uh, so that is a very integral part of your master student as a non thesis of uh, you know a uh, non thesis student uh, that you would be studying that's one thing but you would also be generally you know talking to a lot of people and meeting a lot of people throughout the day and continuously throughout months so that's what kind of like builds you know like your entire outlook towards what you exactly want uh, from uh, the program and you know what you're exactly interested in and especially even like the clubs and uh, other uh, you know events kind of like make help you try new things so that you can eliminate as well as choose, uh, you know, a particular uh, field uh, in general, you know, like through the process itself. 
understood i think uh, that makes a lot of sense and it ties the entire story together i mean with our profile building with the course as well as the networking that we are doing um mm-hmm. now i wanted to ask you about uh, ict now so uh, how did the ict environment help you to achieve these goals um uh, in yeah during your undergrad definitely i mean ict you know i guess had a major part to play in you know, subconsciously you know just to build you know like anyone's kind of character throughout this four years and like you know stuff that we uh, go through as engineering students in general you know kind of helps you uh just be in the world and you know make your stand uh with respect to internships and extracurriculars uh, i uh you know did a lot of internships and i generally came on to the chemical engineering uh field in order to become a chemical engineer and stay one myself in my first year so i did not have any plans of shifting but it's just the environment that kind of made me not very interested in this field so i uh, i ended up taking a internship as a first year student at uh, iit bombay uh, and i did like a research internship over there uh, but the kind of the way that the in- research was happening generally uh, was you know like i kind of felt that that this was this wasn't for me i was uh, assisting a phd student and uh he generally was uh you know like he kind of used to ask me as to what to do instead of you know telling me what i should do so it's generally uh, yeah so that was like one of the reasons why i kind of did not have a lot of uh, interest towards research uh in the second year i took up an internship at uh, bpcl as a, an implant internship so just to work and see if i you know kind of like working in the plant or like working with my hands uh but you know in a very uh, big uh organization like that you generally don't have a lot of scope as an intern you, you know th- things are already set in place things are already working so all you can do is read about it understand it and uh, just go on with it so there's a lot of not a lot of learning a new new learning new things with respect to that and i generally just wanted to learn as many new things as possible in my 20s and get you know like get excited about some a uh, new aspect a new concept and in the third year i did a design internship uh, with technip uh, where uh, i uh, you know worked as an as a process engineer and uh, that was uh, you know a good internship to begin with but i generally kind of ended up doing a lot of repetitive tasks itself uh, in my internship where i thought that you know in a matter of say a year i would learn all aspects of my job and it just be repetitive and i wouldn't learn anything new out of this so testing you know all of these internship experiences i kind of thought that probably staying in the, the core engineering field and the chemical engineering field won't be the right option for me considering the fact that i was also not uh, interested in research which a lot of people are and it's a personal choice and you know it's a wonderful field to go into uh so a uh, you know because uh, of uh, that i you know t- took up coding i spoke to a lot of professors and decided to change my fields so ict kind of you know made me realize where i wanted to go into and with respect to extracurricular activities i was a part of vortex and tedx as a public relations head so that teaches you a lot with respect to uh, damage control with respect to how to handle people how to talk to people and how to exactly make everyone you know move forward with you and to kind of consider each and every opinion 
uh, and not just you know yours or not just your course so you know like you generally kind of subconsciously learn a lot through this process and i said he you know had like a very pivotal role to play in that yeah and i think you raised a very important point here that uh, especially at ict research is given a lot of importance and it's a mm-hmm. great way to go ahead in the research domain as well but uh given that entire scenario you still uh took a stand and decided that maybe research is not the best thing for you and pursued something uh different from what is uh i mean generally expected out of an ICT graduate so i think that will give a lot of uh inspiration to the listeners here as well that in case i mean they can use their undergrad to try an experiment and determine what they really want to do instead of just trying to uh, fall into line with what is expected out of them out of a research based institute it's not the only way to go ahead and you can i mean you can take steps such as you did and uh, try to explore something completely different so Definitely. i think uh, yeah i think that is is a big uh, 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 it it basically expands the horizons completely uh, the, when you're no longer restricted to doing a thesis masters or a phd um thank you for your inputs on that because it's it's really going to help a lot of people just trying to evaluate the options that are available um, i would say yeah. i would say that the goal should be to learn new things in your in your 20s and if you're like being able to achieve that through research and you know like uh, that then you know it's well and good but if you're not then you know like looking at new things uh, through the icd portal itself is you know like not a crime and you know there's a lot of opportunities and a lot of people who are doing different things and learning new things in you know in that field itself so that should definitely be the goal perfectly summed up i think um any advice that you would like to give to the current applicants uh of what they should think about while in they are in the application process yeah uh so with respect to advice it's very easy to kind of you know get uh fooled or get uh you know kind of like just mixed up with uh the whole uh aspect of coming to the US you know like coming to the US and just studying is an experience in itself so people generally kind of don't take very important aspects into considerations while you know they like filling up their applications one of it that i previously mentioned was what exactly do you want to do you know after you complete your masters is a very important question so where do you see yourself working as or if you want to start of something uh, of your own how does your masters or phd uh, you know application or course kind of help you achieve that is a very important question for you to ask uh one question that uh you know people generally don't take a lot of consideration is in is the location of it as well you know uh like location is always one of these factors that kind of comes very uh you know like on the bottom of the list of like a lot of uh, phd or ms students and i would say you know like location plays a very very important role because uh so like me being in new york the opportunities that i have or even the sanity of like coming from say mumbai where is like a bigger city and coming to new york i had a very easy transition uh because uh you know like traveling over here in public transport is only uh kind of uh you know seen in 
the bigger cities itself and if you have like if you uh, you know go to like a university town you probably have to like get a car for yourself everything is around 15 minutes away from each other if you want to see people you generally would just see them like at the university because there would won't be a lot of people around uh, while you're commuting so all of that kind of also you know generally plays a role into because you living in that city for a very long period of time you need to also see if you like living in that city or not so it's just you know something that's overlooked i wanted to kind of focus on uh apart from the fact that apart from your course apart from everything else that you would experience as a master student understood and i mean uh, thank you for highlighting this as well uh, because uh, like you said i don't think a lot of people really put this uh, into consideration whereas uh, it is an important part of the entire experience uh, the location and how will i be able to accommodate there how easy will that transition be i think uh, uh, that makes sense uh, when will you consider yourself as a successful masters graduate i mean wh- wh- what is it, what what are you trying to do eventually right uh <laughs> to be honest you know it's just like a continual process where you know you get to learn a lot of new things uh you know throughout the year so if you're progressing you know if you you know like at the start of the year you know had like some goals uh, set and at the end of the year if you were able to achieve that or even feel as if you you know grew as a person uh, throughout that year i would you know consider myself as like a successful ms graduate because uh, irrespective of the course what a masters degree or a phd degree does is teaches you uh, you know how to kind of carry yourself and how to uh, you know generally just manage your entire day uh, very efficiently so i would say that you know like irrespective of like the academic knowledge that you gain from it or uh, like the one the ones that you uh, you know kind of like from a career perspective want to do if you are able to learn that successfully you know like half like you know all of your money is kind of worth it so it definitely teaches you a way of life and a way of you know how to carry yourself uh that 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 sounds uh, just perfect i think the way of life uh, it, and since it's going to be really different from what we've been uh, like the kind of environment that have already been in i think uh, there's a lot to learn uh, each day so uh i would uh, like to conclude with this and uh, thank you so much aditya for the uh, wonderful uh, insights that you've shared with our listeners today and good luck for your uh, experiences as well thank you so much this was a great experience thank you so much for having me firstly uh, over here and yeah i wish you guys all the best for your podcast thank you